fans, and welcome to the Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure, episode 82. It's left us breathless. It is. I, don't, I can't think of anything about 82. The number of 82 doesn't really resonate no. with anything. The year 82 resonates. Oh, just 82? 82 AD? No, no, no. 1982. Oh, 1982. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to get into Roman history or something. And I was... You got what? Hardly wait. Please reveal. Why does it resonate? With I, I don't know. I think I went. To, uh, I think I went to Disneyland in 1982, and I think it was an especially good trip. Yeah. So I think 82 just jumps out. I was grade seven. Grade seven. Mm-hmm. On the cusp. On the cusp. Of yeah. Teenagehood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. That doesn't ring. Doesn't bring any no. good memories back for me. Huh? I'm no. still in. Still in high school. One yeah. more year to go. And uh, that was it. Fred, what about you? 1982, any memories? Any? Uh, I was working at uh, uh, Woodward's Camera Shop? No, no. Oh. I was uh, working in the pump business already. Oh, wow. Working on the North Shore. Wow. Driving to North Vancouver every day from Surrey. Wow. I had no idea you were... Oh, yeah. That, uh... Nice. Yeah. Although, I guess on the upside, there was a deli that had the best corned beef. Oh. Uh, and I could, I could go there uh, every couple weeks for lunch. I saved up my, my coins. No offense. No. <laughs> the sandwich place was in North Vancouver? It was, yeah. They made their own corned beef and smoked meat and pastrami. Is it still there? Oh, no. That went out of business after just a couple of years. Despite <laughs> Fred's loyalty, it's too it just good. Didn't go. Too good to keep going. Well, you know, a little. It was probably not much bigger than, than our recording studio here. Oh, wow. So just oh. a few tables. I, I don't think there was enough. Not enough markup on corned beef to really. Pay the rent. It's a uh, it's a lost leader. <laughs> it is <laughs> the gambling dead in the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, eighty two. Yeah, I was over there grabbing mm-hmm. my my seventy eight Dodge Magnum. Oh, see, your 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 life is is depending on what car you were driving. Pretty much, that's how you tie your memories. Out. Yes, that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. Wow, it's crazy. I think in eighty two, my dad still had the. Uh, 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 maroon Oldsmobile. Oh. Was it an Olds or was it still a? Oh, I don't remember. It was no, he was a salesman. It's probably a Cutlass. He did have a Cutlass Sierra at some point, oh. but we had a Cutlass at one point. Oh, at, Cutlass. at one time, the Cutlass was one of the best-selling cars in America. Oh, we had one, and and then, uh, and even though they, we lived in Canada. And then they, it was true. But they, they killed it. With the death of Oldsmobile, the Cutlass is destined never to rise again. It might have been the Malibu. Do you remember in about 1980 if there was a two-door Malibu? Yeah, yeah there was. Oh, because yeah. Dad had a two-door Malibu. Oh, yeah. Big, long doors. You know, yeah. You yeah. take all your strength as a kid to open it shut it. Yeah. My poor little mom couldn't reach out no. far enough to get the... <laughs> yeah. It was the only time we ever had the two-door. Yeah. <sighs> Never again. No, I can't even remember getting in, into the back seat in it. No. Because we always made mum ride in the back seat. Oh, good. Oh. Well, it's more room back there. <laughs> and I took the hump. <laughs> uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> if you ever want to hear a good story about taking the hump, yeah, uh, Google or YouTube or something, Brian Regan, mm-hmm. he does a great thing about the hump. About the hump? Because he wrote on the hump as the, as the kid as well. Sure. And then um, make it, he does it funny that I'm going to do it. But yeah. that's where I was. But speaking of good stories. Yes. We've got a story coming up from a person who's not even here. But uh, 
You're going to tell us a little bit about uh, Tales of Eddie? That's right. We jokingly mm-hmm. hypothesized that we would do Tales of Eddie. And tell, tell us who Eddie is. Eddie is a, a longtime friend of mine who lives in Vancouver, a former uh, comic strip writer, yeah. a, a would-be animator, a postal employee, the non-murdering kind <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, just a, a, a good, a good, fun guy, and one of our listeners. And um, he sent us a little story today. Yes, because I said to him, "We're really going to do Tales of Eddie if you'll send us stories." Oh. And he said, "Really? Okay." And so we have uh, coming up later in the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, folks. The first yeah. tale Tales of Eddie, Eddie. Mm-hmm. or I guess it is the first Tales of Eddie. Of Eddie. Yeah, the first tale of Tales of Eddie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Coming up. Yeah, so you have to sit through a cocktail first. Oh yeah, and what's what are our cocktails tonight? We are doing. I thought it was going to be we are family. We're going <laughs> to something that we haven't done for a while. No, what's that? Where we're going to do a cocktail, and then we're going to do a cocktail based on that cocktail. Ah, yeah, so, we haven't done that for a while. It's a variation. Yeah, the switcheroo. You'll switcheroo. And we're going to do it because uh, when Fred and I were in Portland last year, he and I, I think, both bought this book, The Experimental yeah. Cocktail Club. Nice. I wonder where mine is. I don't know, but you're welcome to have mine because... <laughs> it's a cover. Yeah, no, it looked like a good book. I do have that. I just and I think uh, once you get into it, the tricky thing with it is that almost all the drinks involve not so much a, ru- a rhubarb shrub or uh, a hazel... Uh, not syrup. fern syrup, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of amaros. Oh yeah, and there's nothing less fun than buying an amaro that you don't want to have anything else to do with. No, because they're expensive enough. Yeah. that you're yeah. like ah, mm. and they probably expire after a while. Right? They don't last they as don't well, last. and they're almost all yeah, they're tough. Oh. But as I was leafing through it, I found a drink that we could do. Yay! And. I'm not going to say what it is yet. Okay. No, don't. But it's based on the gin buck. The gin buck. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know if you have any history on the gin buck. Well, the history I have on the gin gin buck is really that it's uh, derived from the gin ricky. Oh, my goodness. We could have done three drinks. Wow. (laughs) We could have. Yeah. So, so and the gin ricky... uh, Sort of follows from Colonel Joe Ricky, who wasn't really a colonel. He was not really. A That's right. In fact, we discussed this in an yeah, earlier episode, did we not? Yeah, I think we made it, Jim Ricky. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and yes, but the uh, the buck is derived from the Ricky, huh? Which is weird, hmm. or is it? I don't know. So, uh, I mean, we know that the um, the Ricky goes back to the 1980s, 1890s, 1880s, around there. So the gin buck uh, pops up around 1903 in Kansas City. Missouri? Eh, I'm not sure. Mm, probably. Isn't that where Kansas City <laughs> I think is? So. I think it is. <laughs> it doesn't say. Isn't there two? Isn't there Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri? And, and they share, like, the border or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but for some reason, I think that the Kansas side... Isn't called Kansas City. All right. But it must be. You couldn't it's have called that would... Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. That's Ohio. Yeah. Well, no, it must uh, be Kansas. But you always think of Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And on the other side, I don't know. We'll Google that later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But anyway, so that's uh, so that's when it uh, comes up. It's known as the uh, it was the hot, the new hot drink in the summer of 1903 in mm. uh, Can- one of the Kansas cities. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I thought that in some book or I, in this thing I actually printed up, but I don't see it there now. That it mentioned the 20s for the gin buck, but you know, well, I'm sure they were still drinking it in the 20s. Yes. And still drinking it now. That's right, in a few minutes. And it's so simple. It's, and I think some of them called it like it might be a girl drink. It's a oh. soft yeah. cocktail. Mm-hmm. But that's all right. Who cares? Yeah. It's one of these ones that has two ingredients. Gin. Yeah. And something else. <laughs> exactly. In this case, ginger ale. Oh. So it's like a gin and tonic, mm-hmm. except instead of tonic, you're using you're ginger, ginger ale. ale. So I guess in theory you could do a gin and root beer. A gin and cola, a gin and a Mountain Dew, (laughs) or you can go the other way because I think they have other bucks. You can probably do a whiskey buck or a rum buck, a brandy buck, a brandy buck. Oh, brandy buck! Yeah, Yeah. brandy buck. I bet would be good. I think it would, especially with the brandy and the ginger ale. Mm -hmm. We should be doing brandy bucks, but we're not. We're doing a gin buck because it's based on the other one. I found a couple of recipes. Is there one in Imbibe as well, or not? Uh, it doesn't really have a recipe. It just says that it's derived from it. So mm-hmm. if you've got the recipe, I've got the time to drink it. This is interesting. On this here, this bit, this is from the spruce. So I don't, I don't know who the hell the spruce people are. But he says, it says here. In the meantime, if you make your gin buck with a splash of lemon juice, which I thought, well, one of these calls for lemon juice, the other one doesn't. They're saying if you make it with a splash of lemon juice, you'll have a leapfrog. Hmm. And that, and uh, and if you make it with lime juice, that's often called a dragonfly. But the other one that was from Liquor.com. Yeah. Said uh, gin, ginger ale, and the juice of half a lemon. So yeah. well, we'll I don't know. We're doing a gin buck with yep. a little bit of lemon in it. Don't have enough of our books here to, to either confirm nor deny. No cross reference. Yeah. But uh, but the beauty of the gin bucket says is in its simplicity and its universal appeal. Some drinkers don't enjoy the dryness of a gin and tonic, while others want something sweeter and with more flavor than the gin ricky, and the gin buck falls right in there. Exactly. Oh, let's, let's make it. Let's so basically, it. you take as much gin as you want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> How much is that? <laughs> Probably well, a lot for you. <laughs> by your enthusiastic response. You would do maybe an ounce, maybe you would do an ounce and a half, maybe you would do two ounces. Maybe I would. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what we do when we put uh, the recipe in the... Uh, okay thing but I think we'll just use let's just do an ounce each okay sure let's do that that'll and that'll work. be good so what uh, we've got a few ginger ales to choose from oh yes you went big on the ginger ale so I didn't know if we wanted to go Canada dry because we're going to do another drink later mm-hmm. and that has ginger ale in it it does hmm. interesting and our idea when we uh, texted back and forth on this was that we would do just straight gin yep well, like not straight gin, but I mean, uh, yeah, straight gin. An, an easier access gin as opposed to Hendrix gin, which we're going to use in the other one, which is the cucumber elements. Right. Here we were just going to do Bombay Sapphire. Yeah. And we thought if that was going to be the case, Bombay Sapphire, then would we just use good old Canada dry ginger ale? Sure. Well, and I think that's a good idea. I think it's still a good idea. How many ounces are in 310 milliliters? About 10. Oh, that's brilliant. We look like because uh, uh, did either of these actually give an amount? 
This one calls for three ounces. We could do that. Ounces on this freaking thing. Oh, I, I am going to put ice into these glassware. Yeah, while yeah you're... ten ounces. About ten ounces of can. Your mitt's not working properly? <laughs> no, ice is ice cold. Oh. No, I don't know what I did. I was hoping to, to bust it up with my, with my fingers. There we go. So a couple of cubes each. Ready to shake this up? Uh, <laughs> let's not. Okay. Hand me the Bombay Sapphire. Oh, sure. This is supposed to be a lovely summertime drink, and so this is probably the perfect time of year to have it on account of it's summertime. Mm -hmm. And the living is not so bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was easy. No, I would never say that. You wouldn't? I would sometimes. One ounce of gin. We're going to split this, this up. We're doing like just little guys for us folks at home because we're uh, we're teetotalers. I mean, basically, yeah, we, we barely drink. This, is, this would be, you know, one of the only times that we drink, uh, you know, a week. Or today, anyway. <laughs> and, and yeah, at this time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so there we, we go. go. So, uh, so let's go over the ingredients so far. All right. What do we got in cut there? one of those in half. Oh. Look at that. Lemon upside down looks like now 37. Look at that. Did you know that? that now 37. Is? Yeah. Lemon upside down. Now 37. Hmm. Now serving number 37. I think uh, Fred was 37 in 1982 when I he think, had that I pump think, job. I think you're right. Do you want me to cut that in half for you? Yes, please. After I've made a snide remark about you and your... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm livid this. This is... Uh, <laughs> if Eddie was here, this is when he'd go... Yeah. His Glen lividness? Is that what you said? No, I said his long lividness. <laughs> oh. But I like the, that other thing better. Yeah, Glen lividness. You there say you go. Two halves? Make, don't make a. A right. <laughs> so I'm just going to put a little bit because now I'm thrown off by this idea of it being a oh. sore loser or whatever, a leapfrog. <laughs> so we're just going to go just a, the tiniest squirt. We're not even going to measure it. We're just going to go. Give him a squirt. There you go. Let's do that. Well, we could have mixed it with squirt. We could have mixed it with squirt. Oh, my God. If you have squirt at home. <laughs> yeah. And now that. we'll have some ginger ale. Well, this is the magic ingredient. This is what turns it around. Yes. This is what makes it so refreshing on a hot summer day. And it has been hot as well these last few yeah. days. So nobody really cares about Next our... Next to my chagrin. Oh. You know about my chagrin. I know about your Sharona. <laughs> <laughs> This will be great. We'll top this all up. These little cans. Remember they used to make regular size cans, and it was almost always the wrong amount, unless you were just a child that wanted to get strung out on sugar, in which yeah. case it was the perfect amount. Yeah. But these little these littler cans are pretty good, I think. I think you're right. I've gone out on a limb here. So we've only got the two cubes there. I wonder if that's going to be enough. Maybe I'll throw in a third cube. Sure. But uh, I'm just giving it a light uh, uh, stirring here, just mm -hmm. to mix it around a little bit, and that will not well, only help. The, it's chill all the it. wrist. Actually, in your case, I think more the elbow. Yeah, I'm going to use a lot of elbow and palm. Yeah, what that's all about. I don't know. It's, yeah. I think it's because I'm sitting down. Oh, okay. So we're giving everybody gets a cube, an extra Yay! cube, three cubes, three cubes. Hip hip hooray! Okay, okay. for Davy. Oh. So the gin buck. A lovely summertime beverage yeah. for so, that lovely summertime beverage person. We're taking a sip back to 1903. Summer of 1903. I'm not expecting it to be breathtaking. I'm expecting it to be just fine. Ginger ale and gin? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Sit that's on the summer, veranda. Yeah, that's a summer drink. Right there. Mm -hmm. mm, smooth. Yeah, super smooth. Yeah. 
And it's a secret way to deliver a gin into your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Without making it painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a good cooling cooler for a... You could uh, probably make a three of these. Yeah, like we just did. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have them one after the other. Yeah, or make them in a pitcher full of ice. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, some drinks, you know, like a suffering bastard. You know, you have one, you think, I want another one. But because you already had one, there's no way you could possibly make another one. No. But this, it's like, glug, glug, glug. Yeah, well, you sit there. Yeah, that's nice. I think people would like this. Yeah. And, and yet, it is a, a different, uh, nice variation from gin and tonic. Put the ginger ale in there. But it's definitely here. It's not as dry. It's ginny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ginny. Mm-hmm. Ginny and ginger. I used to have a drink that I made and just popped into my head, mm-hmm. which was exactly this drink. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> but I did not call it a gin buck. You called it the uh, the Jason buck. No, for what? I called it the, the JJ Starbuck. Mm. It was, um, that's a pretty good name. Yeah. <laughs> Who is JJ Starbuck? Who was that? That was a TV I show? Or? I think it's you. Okay, I am now JJ Starbucks. It's my radio name. Um, remember when Schweppes or Canada Dry made raspberry ginger ale? Yeah, no. not a fun, not that fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the time I thought that was the greatest thing, and I would have gin and raspberry ginger ale. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to, to up it, you could add raspberry syrup to this. Yeah, you could. You could dress it all up, couldn't you? Yeah, and that would be again. That would be the JJ Starbuck. Or imagine, yeah. <laughs> or imagine that we did this with that ginger ale we've had before that makes us all sneeze and cough yeah. and spit stuff right. out. Yeah. Which yeah. one of these might do that? It might, but I don't think it will. No, you don't think Spark Mouth will? Uh... I don't think Spark Mouth ginger ale will do it. Okay. But we're gonna. We could try it mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, we, that we will. We will. I think that's the way to go because right. it's a good Canadian product. All right. So uh, the first one is basically a winner. It's super easy. It's gin and ginger ale a little bit in, in any proportion that you really like. <laughs> if you were like a like a horrible alcoholic, yeah, and you and you had like a huge tumbler and you filled mm-hmm. it halfway through and then you only put in a little splash. I got to write this down. <laughs> it would probably still be good for you, right? But you'd have to like the taste of gin. I think if you're a raging alcoholic. Turpentine is fine for you. <laughs> yes. But with some lemon juice and well, a little bit of ginger ale. If you're more of a connoisseur <laughs> drunk, yeah. then, yeah. Well, there you go. Very this nice. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, I want to just have this all for the rest of the summer now. In fact, I think all of our future episodes are going to feature a gin buck. <laughs> there you go. Here, again, if you were an alcoholic. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Yeah, look at Fred. <laughs> yeah, if you were an alcoholic. Yeah. I think this would also be one of those drinks where if you were to sit down at the table and they came around and they said, does anybody just want to have a look at the menu? You'd go, yeah, but first I need uh, ginger ale and gin. And then I'm going to order. This is the Mike Buswood Long Island iced tea equivalent. Yes. Right. You could knock this back to take the edge off. Right. You're out with the family members that you don't want to be with. Right. You're nervous about ordering. You want to relax before... Uh... Before you decide? Yeah, you don't know what the prices are going to be exactly. like. Exactly. You haven't even opened the menu yet. So you want to take the edge off before yeah. you get sticker shock. Uh-huh. What I have been taken to doing, and this is what an alcoholic would maybe do. I know, it's so oh, fantastic. Thirsty. He's going to want another <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, we, we can make another one. No. Have we done another one, Dave? No. Is, I'll, uh, okay. I'll wait for the next All right. I've gone to a few family things lately mm-hmm. where I take uh, like an ounce and a half or two ounces of bourbon in the car with me. Yeah. 
Just for the drive over? Not for the drive over. Oh, okay. Once I'm safely parked and ensconced, mm -hmm. I knock that back. <laughs> and then I go in and I'm immediately the life of the, uh, of the event. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good idea. No, I don't think it's a good well, idea at should, all. You take it in with you and say, I only got enough bourbon for me, losers. No one talk to me until I finish this. Yeah. Uh, this is a restaurant environment. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, if I was at a place, I would just take it in with me. Oh, okay. Not covertly drink it in the car, <laughs> but because you cannot take booze into a restaurant, right. I covertly drink it in the car. Mm. And it's funny because people are like, hey, what are you doing in there? And I say, go away! I gotta drink my booze before I talk to any of you people. Wow. Oh. The secret crutches of Jason Tedrecki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. It's, uh, it's, it's a perfect segue for Tales of Eddie. Oh, oh. Tales of Eddie, yeah. Oh, we've got a thing to bring that up on the screen. We're going to go... Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to do a little bit of um, musical chairs, revolving... Uh, I'll give Jason... Revolving hosts. I'll come over here to the to the side. Oh, okay. Side, he's going to read it. I'm, I'm nursing my drink. So Eddie, as you can imagine, was uh, th thrilled and, uh, and frightened to be... I can only imagine him because he's not real. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to be featured thusly. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is our first new segment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in uh, in eighty two episodes. Yeah, mm -hmm. since Dave Coin's hockey stories. That's right. Or That's Coin a, on Macabre. Yeah, it's off season now, so I don't really like to talk about hockey there's, stories. There's, uh, and Frank Parker, which never really did go anywhere. No, but we still could do that. Oh yeah, because right. now that iTunes isn't picking up our episodes, well, we'll, we can do anything we like now. We'll see. We're, we're, I'm still working with the IT department on that. Uh, I'm just going to peruse this, so if you guys have one more buck comment to make, I'm just going to look at this to make sure I oh, cover all the good stuff. That's right? Okay. Do you ever see Uncle Buck? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's one of the best John Candy movies ever. Oh, you think ever. so, huh? Well, it's, it's, it's a John Candy movie. It is a John Candy yeah, movie. Maybe that's, that's where, we, where I want to go with that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's, it's got a heart of gold, as Uncle Buck did. Oh, sure, yeah. Like you. Uh, no, 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 not really, no, 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 it's a myth, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the go -go it's all go -go. a terrible facade. That is, I wow. enjoyed Uncle Buck, yeah. uh -huh. uh, as John Hughes, is that correct? I believe it's yeah. John Hughes, yeah. I had no, I had no, I had no issues with Uncle Buck. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines is the one that I can't remember, oh, yes. I can tell you right now, mm -hmm. but it's when he's at the party and he's trying to get through at the party, yeah, and they're playing, they're playing something. And he says, uh, I'm going to say the wrong band. But I was like, what are you listening to? Is this Steely Dan? Oh, I'm just kidding. I know I'm not Steely Dan. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah. the way yeah. John Candy moving through a party. He's trying to In the big coat. Yeah. With the hat, right? Mm -hmm. He had the hat. And a lot of those John Hughes movies, they all seem to happen in the dead of winter. You remember that? Yeah, that's true. It's cold. There's no leaves on the trees. No. Any yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It's yeah. you know, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving right? yeah. Yeah. He's from Chicago. He, that's, yeah, that's the only but... season that's worth anything. This is true. And actually, that's funny you mentioned that. Because all of those Chicago movies, they all tend to happen in the cold. Yeah. Mm. If you're going to happen in the summer, you might as well shoot it in L.A. Maybe there was a, uh, a tax incentive if you shot in Chicago in the winter. Sure, sure there Maybe. is. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Eddie was uh, delighted to hear from us. Yes. And uh, he says here, uh, you really want a postal story for your Tales of Eddie radio program? Oh, yeah. He says, can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. Can you see it in your mind's eye? Oh, I can. This was, and I kid you not, yes. 1982. Wow. What? Wow. Ah! Wow. It's our theme for the show, yes, 1982. Kismet, yeah. episode 82, yes. 1982. 82. 
the first episode of Tales of Eddie. Um, 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 I jumped ahead already. Okay, so he says, you really want a postal story for your Tales of Eddie? Well, sure, I thought you were just kidding, but I certainly have a weird one for you. At least I still think it's weird. So it was 1982, spring. It happened on Ashwood Street. Mm. Oh, nothing good ever happens on Ashwood Street. I had delivered all the morning portion of this full-time route, and, as we did back then, had returned to the postal station for my lunch break. Hmm. But I took my lunch break out in my car in order to fully relax. I don't need to eat my lunch with a bunch <laughs> of strange posties gawking at me. <laughs> the new kid. Mm-hmm. While I was resting, I had the radio on. CKNW. It was a phone-in talk show. So we can all imagine what that possibly mm-hmm. means. They were talking about politics, but then an old lady called in and said she'd been waiting six weeks for a letter from her sister in Manitoba. Uh-huh. I found her call interesting. Oh, of course. But the radio host didn't. <laughs> I thought you didn't know who the radio host is. I'm going to guess it's like Gary Bannerman. I'm going to say Gary Bannerman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a dickweed. Yes, he did not uh, care. Mm-hmm. He told her that she was not on the topic of the day and dismissed her. <laughs> he carried on with the show, and I carried on with my lunch. Mm. Soon enough, it was time for me to head back out to the route. Yeah. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, at the third house of my afternoon deliveries, mm-hmm. an old lady was waiting for me. <laughs> yes. Standing on her porch, she said... With a baseball bat. I've been waiting six weeks for a letter from my sister in Manitoba. <laughs> to me, Eddie, <laughs> yeah. this was an amazing moment. But to her, yeah. not so much. No. <laughs> I said to her, I just heard you on the radio. Mm. She wasn't impressed no. with that statement. <laughs> and I can understand why. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people would have heard her that day on the radio. She knew that. That's how radios work. <laughs> but for me to bump into the exact same woman that mm-hmm. I had just been listening to on CKNW, mm-hmm. that was a one in a million moment. And no, I didn't have the letter from that. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm betting the sister never mailed it to her in the first place. Yeah, her sister sounds like she's a piece of work. I only did that route for a week, and uh-huh. I never saw her again. I can't be blamed for losing a letter because I wasn't delivering to her route before that Monday. Mm. Sounds like he protesteth too much. <laughs> well, there you go. Always looking to pass the buck. Huh? <laughs> Blame the sister. Blame the, the system and the sister. Wow. So, so that is a real life uh, Tales of Eddie, Eddie. Tales from of 1982. Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. We look forward to your yeah. further further tales of Eddie. Yeah. Now, when I first read that, yes. I uh, honestly thought that that's how it was going to end, yeah. that he had the letter. Right. But, uh, but yeah. that, I still think it's pretty good stuff. That's the Steven Spielberg version. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Watch for the movie. We should do what they used to do on the Letterman show, mm-hmm. when they would have the brush with greatness, oh, yeah. and people would have a story where they met somebody, and then they would have the writer's embellishment. Ah, there <laughs> yes. you go. That's not that all that happened. That's, that's right. We can have that for the next episode. (laughs) As I turned to leave, the lady grabbed me by the lapels. She said, You look like Clark Gable to me. (laughs) She pulled me into an embrace that I never came out of. I don't know. Yeah. 
That's or your embellishment. Your embellishment of Eddie's story. <laughs> That's right. And Eddie and her were married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And happily ever after. Yes. She is 120. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look a day over 97. <laughs> So, uh, the uh, drink that inspired this episode has a cute, clever name. Oh. Because of the gin buck. Snagglepuss? Not as quite as cute as that. (laughs) Although, depending on what it tastes like, maybe it will make you... Fred, exit stage right, would you? It's called... Get Buck in here. Oh. oh. Huh? Get Buck in here. <laughs> and this is another sort of take on the gin buck? Yes, this says a simple and delicious twist on the classic gin buck. This drink is served long with plenty of big ice cubes. The Sue's, which was the other selling point on this, ginger ale and grapefruit, which we did not bring because I just saw it here. No, that's a mistake, isn't it? It says to garnish with a long piece of paired grapefruit rind. But there's no grapefruit in the drink. Oh, so it's just the... the um... Oils. Oils. Anyway, the Sue's ginger ale and grapefruit offer a complex twist for those who might usually order a gin and tonic. So the get buck in here is an ounce of Hendrix gin, an ounce of Sue's. Wow. I don't know if we've ever learned how to say Sue's. Mm. I've never bothered. Two teaspoons of fresh lemon juice... And six dashes of absinthe. And we'll be using the taboo absinthe. Oh, thank you, taboo. And then we shake it all up, but we strain it into a glass full of fresh ice. Oh. This will be one of those guys. Are we shaking up ginger ale? Oh, 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 oh. No, then you top it with the ginger ale. Yeah, good. Last time we tried shaking something with. No good. Should I go no. get fresh ice? You should this? go get fresh ice. Oh, you yeah. should take the camera and, and so people can see the rest of <laughs> yeah. the Yeah, right. Yeah. The Dave yeah. Cam. Yeah. But in the meantime, the I can cam. start to load up the shaker with the first ingredients, sure. which will be the Hendrix gin. No, oh, let me. The uh, Sue's. Don't, 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 <laughs> say it like, don't say it like that. I know, I just. I don't know what to call it. Sue's. It doesn't have an accent aigu, does it? No, it doesn't. Or even an accent grave. It just says S U Z E Saveur d'autrefois. I forget what it even tastes like. But it's a liter, and I bought it in. Did I buy it in New York, or did you have this shipped? Uh, I think I had it shipped. So it's about 2015? Oh. Ish. The year that should live in infamy. No, I don't think so. No. Because we didn't go till 2016. Oh, well then 2017. Unless that's what the price you think it was. Was it about 2015? Yeah, I think it was 2015. There's the Hendrix. It feels like it's still got a fair bond in it. I hope so. You can't really... Oh, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, it feels about half full. (laughs) Oh, good. And so we're going to double the ingredients as we normally do. All right, I got my hands full of absinthe. Your hams? My hams. Ooh, you could... uh, What if you, like, had ham Mm -hmm. and you put absinthe in it and then let it marinate overnight? I don't know. You going to do it? No. Pork chop, maybe. You wouldn't do it with ham. Because ham's already, you know, prepared. Right. But are you prepared? I'm not prepared. Bacon? Could you soak bacon in, in absinthe? Both of those are lousy jokes. <laughs> this yeah. Sue's has not been hoping for a while. Oh, yeah. No, not since 2017. Don't give yourself a hernia. No, I'm just giving myself a welt. <laughs> That's going to be one of those. Oh, uh, one of those? Rinse it under the hot tap ones. Oh, my God. Oh, so we're going to vamp while he's gone. 
Well. Improvise. Improvise. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the book. So the Experimental Cocktail Club. Hold so it these, up, would you? These guys, these guys have multiple locations. This is, it's not really, a, it's a club. But not, not a club that you join. I mean, you, you could join if they hired you. London, Paris, New York, and Ibiza. I do not know where Ibiza is. I believe it's pronounced Ibiza. It is an island off the coast of Spain, I believe. Spain? I okay. Think, somewhere. Well, let's go with that then. Okay. So these guys, oh, growing up in France, we have been taught from a young age to have a burning passion for good food and great drinks. It's not in French, so I don't know if that's really true. Oh. Uh, they say they grew up in France. Well, maybe, maybe it was translated into English. Uh, the whole thing's suspicious. All right, but uh, but this has got some good stuff in it. So and you know once you've sort of graduated from a gin buck, uh, this is the kind of stuff you need to go looking for. So yeah. One of these. Check it out, folks. Check it out. Available at your local bookseller, you your your book merchant. Click click the link on our website. No, don't. What? What? It's not on our page. It could be, couldn't it? Uh, well, yeah, just don't hold your breath. Here's a good one. What's Stockholm it? Syndrome. So, Aquavit, cumin and, uh, cumin, and dill-infused Kettle One Vodka. Vodka? Well, once you've infused it, it turns into something else. It's, yeah. Then it becomes basically a dill and cumin liqueur. Yeah. Sort of. Fresh lemon juice, sugar syrup, pechos, bitters, a pinch of pink Himalayan salt, and a pinch of black pepper. It sounds uh, it spicy. Takes a, it does sound, sound spicy. But yeah, this is the kind of stuff that's in here. Oh, this is, this is, actually, we could do this one. We'll save this for another day, the classic ripoff. Have you done the classic ripoff? No. I don't think so. <laughs> so We're going to have to do it next. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's stuff we could do. So it's um, Pikesville Straight Rye Whiskey, Carpano Antica Formula, which I have, Luxardo Maraschino Liqueur, which I have, lemon juice, which I can make, sugar syrup, which I... Uh, Dave can make. Dave can make. And then just a couple of bitters, and we're off and running. Off and running. We're off and running. Sure. What else do we need for this one? Oh, for this one. Uh, that's it. Excellent. That's it. So we're just missing the, the garnish, which is a shame, but, you it's know. It's a bit of a shame, but... That just means we can do it again later. I guess so. So what have you got? You got the Sue's. I got the Sue's. You're making some lemon juice. I'm making, yes, it's instant lemon juice. All you have to do is squeeze it out of a lemon. And I don't it's know fantastic. why people don't do that. It just uh, seems so easy. I know. Is there one more bit in here that we need? Oh, oh come on. That's it. Perfect. And six dashes of absinthe. Now we don't have the absinthe dasher. No, I don't. I should. That's okay. I've got my mister. Now I have to put it in my dasher because I do have a dasher. I would say that we're just going to eyeball it. Yeah. It's going to be. We need six of them. Yeah. So we're going to need twelve of them. That. That's yeah. That that's twelve right there. Because it's such good stuff. Yeah. All right, and then what we decided we were going to use the Sparkmouth Phillips Ginger Ale from a brewery on Vancouver Island that uh, does stuff. Yeah. Is it a twist off? No. Oh, <laughs> have we got a twist off? Actually, it is. Oh, good. Mmm. <laughs> well, it might be a little bit. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I want to try a little. Uh, yeah, what? get a little uh, here. A little something. Uh, let's drink it out of that. It's gonna have a little bit of Sue's and stuff in it. Sure. I'm gonna put ice into the thing we do. And we're going to put fresh ice in here right now. Because this one calls for lots of ice. Right? Mm -hmm. Hot stuff for the matzah. 
that. It's um, somewhere in between. So it's got a little bit of that back of the throat burny feeling, mm -hmm. but it's a it's it's a milder version of it. Nice, right? Oh, we should probably put some ice in the cocktail. Oh shape. sure. What the heck? Let's chill the ingredients <laughs> on account of that's what it says to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I don't really know the story on these guys. In fact, I, and I don't know why we don't know the story on these guys. Uh, we haven't read the book. I've read. Parts, like, you read the recipes. <laughs> so I know that they started in in France because I just read it. You're up in France. And I have no reason to doubt them because they put it in writing. So, I mean, they're not going to lie about something as important as where they grew up, like I would. Yeah, why would you do that? Well, you know, Manitoba. And, uh, you know, that ice here. makes it cold. Does it? Yeah. If you're worried about it, having a cold drink yeah. at this, home. This is not the, that's not the drink for you. Look at oh, this. What are you doing? Are you not going to strain it? I'm just going to drink it right out of the... <laughs> oh. I got this guy. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I thought I would have more success. Let's see what this looks like. Ooh. Oh, I like the color. Yeah, it looks like Mountain Dew. Mountain Don't. <laughs> so to think that this is related in any way to the Gin Buck is kind of... Uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird. So don't, it doesn't look like it is. This one's a little bit... Now, is that the Suze that's, that's got that color? Yeah, the Suze is really, really yellow. Really, 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 really yellow. Really yellow. I think you're really yellow. <laughs> Put some nice ginger ale in here. And now imagine if it had a, <laughs> a grapefruit <laughs> peel in it. Just a hair more in there. But it looks it looks good, and there's no reason that this shouldn't be a nice uh, summertimey drink as well. Yeah. Because of the whole uh, ingredient thing, and the fact that it's really cold. <laughs> yes, sir. We yeah. were very welcome. Well, looking forward to this one. So yes, get Buck in here. Hey. Shouldn't it be get the Buck in here? Yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, get Buck in here. Sounds like, hey, hey, Buck, where's Buck? Get Buck <laughs> yeah, in Yeah, get Buck in here. Yeah. Because he's going to know how to make this. He's got some grapefruit rind. Hmm. Well, it's certainly got uh, more going on than the, uh, the gin Buck. It does. It's that Sue's stuff that tastes like whatever it is. Was it gentian? Is that what we figured out at one point, that Ooh, it was gentian root? So. Yeah, which is one of the ingredients in this stuff. Oh, dear. Taboo. Yeah, it's got yeah, a vaguely licorice kind of, a little bit of a licorice, or even a caraway seed kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Herby. We're going to get a certain herbal mm -hmm. and licorice from the absinthe part. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I can't remember what this other stuff tastes like on its own. How much of that aftertaste, that dryness. Yeah. Astringent. It's astringent, Dave. <laughs> I can use it on my open wounds. <laughs> You're good. Clean it. I'm going to try some on its own. So the Gin Ricky, sorry, the Gin Buck, tastes like stuff you've tasted before mixed together. Yeah, no, this is very different. This, this is, you're, you, you get the first sip and it's like, what does this taste like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's unidentifiable. Like this is kind of, uh, there's so many, so many, so much stuff going on. Yeah, you're both right there. That's a good way to do it because I didn't even think of looking at it that way. But you're right, it doesn't taste... It. This is unique. Yeah. Yes. That this is the word. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. 
It's not probably something I would be drinking. It's not very sweet. Glass, not now that glass could be on a summer day, but no. So that's going to depend a lot on the ginger ale you use, right? So that so you don't you, taste you, much of the ginger in it. No, I think it only gives it a little bit. I'm going to try the ginger ale and see if it, if that's the yeah. problem. I could. <laughs> yeah. Was there still a little bit left in there? Well, there is, yeah. but I put I put uh, Sue's. Well, there's a grab a. Dave's got hundreds of glasses right behind you. He does, but let me just use this because I'm here. <laughs> um, huh? Yeah, maybe. Maybe this craft ginger ale. Because mm-hmm. um, it's quite mild, actually. Mm-hmm. Here, have a pull right out of the bottle. All right, because there's enough left to just do that. When I think of ginger ale, I don't think I necessarily think of that particular flavor. Like when I was a little child and I had a nauseated stomach, and I had ginger mm-hmm. ale. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it would be gingery. I thought it'd be drier mm-hmm. than it is. It's like, yes, it's not as sweet as it's I think dry. Canada dry, but, mm-hmm. it's, but it's not as dry as the previous one that made us all sneeze. Right? So <laughs> overpowering, overpowering vapors. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No. I, I've. Uh... So you think of something that was a little more zippy, like the. Um... What was the one that you uh, you speak so highly of? I'm trying to remember what it's called. I can see the label because it's uh, Blenheims. Blenheims, right. Now, if you're in the States, get a hold of some Blenheims and try it. And you'll spit half of it out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not that I don't like it. I just think it's weird. <laughs> I don't think it's but unique. Yes. Really unique. I don't think it's enough like the gin buck to warrant the mm-hmm. gin buck comparison. No, no, it's a completely different drink. Right, yeah. But uh, I think the Sue's. Other than the name Buck in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could have called it What the Buck Are You Talking About? <laughs> what the Buck Were You Thinking? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's, it's even really, a, it, it's not a very ginny drink. No, no, no. As I move down, I'm getting a little more of the ginger ale. As I mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe it, maybe it sinks to the bottom a little bit. <laughs> and I thought I was getting a little bit more of a licorice hit as the, the more I went down. I'm getting more ice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. Mm. <laughs> more ice flavor. But I'm glad to try it because, yeah. as I say, everything else in here is hard. But you yeah. said you found one in here that was not hard? Yeah, the... Uh, beetroot juice? <laughs> Dave's made beetroot that, juice. And he said uh, actually, I saw that one, and that's actually doable, if I remember right. It's doable except for the beetroot juice. I know, which is great, because I, I wanted to do carrot cocktails, and everybody kept say, keeps saying no, so maybe we should do a carrot and a beet cocktail. Oh, get your veggies on? Yeah. Mm. Just thinking. This one has the rhubarb syrup. The classic ripoff. That's the one that I saw on there. Oh, okay. This one has violet, violet mix. So that, that sort of tells me I do have this book. Coconut syrup. <laughs> I have seen that before. Honey-infused lapsang souchong tea <laughs> and peach bitters. Mm-hmm. Each page has something that you're just like, no. I have peach bitters. Lavender-infused gin. Mm. Carpano Antica formula. I have that. Do you? Yeah. Formula? Yeah. It's the Antica Formula. Do you have Fernet Branca? Yes, of course. Oh, have you still got Fernet Branca? Oh, yeah, because what possible use is there for it? Well, here's a drink call to all my friends. So, oh, really? All right, well, when you get home, dig your book out and see what you think you've got yeah. with your weirdo ingredients, because I'm low on my weirdo ingredients <laughs> okay. now. Mm. All right. 
I'm good. I'm uh, I'm up for that. All right. No, I mean it is an interesting book. There's some stuff that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I've got another book that's all about how to do infusions and stuff like that. So, but it's not that it's hard to do it's an infusion. Yeah, you got to buy a, first. You buy a bottle of vodka. <laughs> yes. And then you put other stuff in it, and then they say it'll keep for three months. You think I don't think <laughs> I'd be able to use this up in three years, <laughs> only because it's really for one or if you're lucky, two cocktails. Yes. And, and we thrive on doing different cocktails all the time. So we, the odds of you going back to doing a, another cocktail again. Yes. So unless you have all your friends over and they polish off your bottle of dill-infused vodka. Now, what you could do is that we could also pare it down and get just a little tiny thing of vodka and do it. But we just don't because... Well, part of it is We're also if the there's actually stuff. people listening to this... <laughs> well, there's some. Eddie. Yeah. But uh, do they want to do that? It's one right. thing for us to do it as mild fans. Right. But at the next step, it's like yeah. it's like every time I'm looking at a barbecue recipe and it says, get Wagyu beef. And I'm like, I'm never going to do it. I'm not making a Wagyu hamburger. I'm just no. not doing it. No. Get Kobe beef for this. No. No. Screw no. you. It costs doing... $300 a pound. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah just need an idea as it is. Just get your regular beef and put a little pork in it. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Well, you can't. Well, you can't. Is it? No, it's really hand massaged. What yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's massaging the cows. It's... Yeah. We live a good but, life up until the, you know, the end. That's right, but they're still stunned and but slaughtered. The, by the time you grind it up and put barbecue sauce on it and throw it on a grill, I don't know that Wagyu and regular beef are that much different. Well, it's funny. I mean, yeah, it's a, a great way to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you've sauced it all up with whatever you were going to do it, and it's pulled pork kind of a thing, yeah. you say, mm-hmm. so you got the Wagyu beef, yeah. And I put it in with root beer and <laughs> mustard for, mm-hmm. for 48 hours. Yeah. And it just dissolved into a mush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like this drink, but yeah, I don't. I don't it, know. I don't know. On me. I don't know. You know what I wanted to have was I wanted to have a different name. Like if I'm looking on a menu, yeah, and it said here's the thing that has gin, Sue's, uh, absinthe, and something. Yeah, uh, it should have its own unique name. I guess, and I mean it does, but I mean any here, here's I'm already second guessing myself because so many of the drink names are ridiculous anyway. Mm-hmm. Like horse races, horse, <laughs> horse horses, and horse races. Okay. You know, yeah. sea biscuit. <laughs> Bucky Dent. Bucky Dent. called it Bucky Dent. Mm-hmm. What's that book that uh, David Duchovny wrote? Fucking Bucky Dent? I think it's fucking Bucky Dent. <laughs> He's filthy. But it's all X'd out, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I should bleep this. Mm. But it's okay, because it doesn't go on iTunes yeah. anymore. They don't care. But uh, it's, yeah, so it, it doesn't really give you an idea. I, I like the name that... No. I was thinking I like the name to reflect the drink a little bit, but some don't. Well, I think maybe the color then. Maybe you go by by the fact that it's yellow, or you mm-hmm. call it a sunset, or a, or yeah. a chartreuse, or whatever or yellow. Or things. bucky. Or bucky. The bucky color. A yellow buck, mm-hmm. even if it was that, or, or something to do with the Sue's mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. it, or something. I think get buck in here doesn't do the drink justice, mm-hmm. and I think comparing it to a gin buck, which is such an easy drinking thing, doesn't do it bit. justice. I think it's a, buck. it's a great drink with a yeah. bad name. There you go. Hmm. I think it hit the nail on the head. Tom, you're smart. I don't know about that. I know about nothing. Of course, now that I, I, went back to, I went back to this one, but all the ice is melted because it's so hot. Yeah. It's, uh, and now it just tastes like what's left over at the end of a party. Yes. When I was sick as a child and I had ginger ale, yeah. and I would sip it, and then you'd wake up in the night and you'd look over and you were feeling a little bit better and you'd go... <laughs> and that room temperature ginger ale. Yeah. Just flat. Hit the flat. flat. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the way I like it. And I'd still drink it. Oh, I would too. And if there had been ice in it, it would taste pretty much like what's left over from this gin. Mm. Mm. Do we have a favorite of the two? No, that's what I was just going to ask. Hmm. I don't know. Um, they're so different. Yeah. And one is a really refreshing summer drink. This, I don't think I would sip this on the veranda, but uh, it's interesting. I think I'm going to go with this one. Just because it's a little more unique. Get back in here. Get back in here. Like I said, yeah, like you said, it's a lousy name for it. Doesn't really make sense. Doesn't really quite mean, yeah. yeah. It's hard to make at home because you have to buy your Sue's somewhere. Sue's is not easy to get. Not around these parts. No. At least on my most recent checking up some of the more. No. It could be that that great liquor store out there at the co-op has it, actually. That's true, yeah. I mean, I guess your specialty liquor stores. So I don't know how easy they are. it is to get in, um, let's say, Alberta. It hasn't won, a, won awards since 1935. Uh, they're not trying very hard. In Bruxelles. What? And uh, what? tell us a little more about Sue's. What's, uh, what's, uh... Let's see if I can read the back of it here. Since 1889, we have been making Sue's with the strictest respect for tradition. Fresh wild gentian, mm -hmm. carefully selected, and aged over a long period. <laughs> that means in the bucket on the way back from where the <laughs> yeah. got it from. Aged over a short period? Uh, aged over a long period. Long period, okay. 50-50. Yeah. It's a secret recipe, but I'm going to tell you how long. It's then macerated. Oh. Beg your pardon? God, exactly. That's <laughs> awful. I don't know if I put that on the label. <laughs> Cover your ears, kids. Go blind. Macerated yeah. and distilled in a still. Who wrote this copy? <laughs> Not me. It sounds like a translation. To it me. Should say that they should say that they're still distilling it in stills. <laughs> Well, that one's going to be blurry. With Crosby stills and <laughs> <laughs> Nash. This recipe for Sue's Saveur d'Autrefois takes its inspiration from the original recipe for Sue's. So it's only inspired by Sue's. What? It's based on Sue's. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't giving make any it sense. It's characteristic taste. Mm, tricky mm. you have to put on a bottle. Mm. And unique personality, oh. which it does not have because it's a liquid that you consume. Yes. <laughs> on the palate, good point. The fresh gentian gives rich, subtle, and intense flavors. They're both subtle and intense. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. That's sort of like me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get that from yeah. you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, you got to give them the timing, though. Yeah. We really sold the timing on that. Uh, I've traveled with both of you, gentlemen, and you're both you're both subtle and intense in your own ways. Thank you, thank you. Uh, followed by so yeah, subtle and intense flavors, followed by floral and citrus notes, while the clean bitterness offers a hint of spice. I don't know. Well, that's complicated. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a bright yellow color, and that's achieved by caramel color is added, <laughs> and it also contains F, D, and C yellow number five. Well, that might be the why it's so yellow. Imported by Domain Select Wine Estates in New York, New York. Oh. The town's so nice they named it twice, and it's those Pernod folks in France that are behind the whole thing. Hmm. Check it out. Soon. It's funny because I'm mean, looking at the you know the ingredients when you talk about that and this one this is from of course our good friends at Okanagan Spirits so they're not really our good friends but you know they're friendly enough right, to make this be. stuff yeah they could contact us but they've got fruit fruit based alcohol artesian well water grand wormwood green anise star anise hyssop 
lemon balm, fennel, petite wormwood, and chlorophyll, and that's it. Nice. No FD and C yellow. They're not coloring it. No. The funny thing about the color of this, actually, is it's in this brown bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't know that it's a frightening yellow color until you pour it out. Whereas Galliano and stuff oh, yeah. probably has they trumpet FD and C yellow number five. Oh, mm-hmm. The yellow's right there. Mm-hmm. Take, a, take a note from Galliano. <laughs> That's right. Okay. but um, So uh, Dave is going for Get Buck in here. Yeah, I think... It's, it's, it's more complex. It's got a lot more going on. I, I think with a different ginger ale, it would have a, it would change the whole character of the drink. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot more opportunities with this one, to, uh, to um, change it up, change the the profile. I think with a sharper ginger ale, I think it would uh, move those notes to the top, and maybe it, it would make it a more interesting drink. Not so that what, it is, but what Fred likes about this drink is that he can make it into a different drink. I think mainly that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to, but I don't have any sous, so I can't do it. No, well, you could have man, some of my sous. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the rich taste of Folgers coffee. <laughs> America's number one coffee. <laughs> the best part the of waking up, up is Folgers in your cup. Oh. Thanks, Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you. Uh, I do like them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this. I think the, the creation of this drink is very, very clever. It's not just putting ginger ale into gin. Mm-hmm. I think most people will enjoy ginger ale and gin more than they enjoy this drink. Today, based on this most recent sip and my memory of the sip of the other one, mm-hmm. I'm going to go just with a gin buck. Just for the hell of it. I know that I normally go for the complex mm-hmm. drink, but now I feel like I'm just going complex for the sake of being complex. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, but... really a simpleton at heart? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like a simple man. Oh, wow, sorry. It's a simple man. Simple man, simple man. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I read today that an idiot mm-hmm. uh, originally had like the intellect of a two-year-old. Right. Mm-hmm. But an imbecile... Mm-hmm. I had the intellect of like a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. and a moron mm-hmm. uh, was developed enough to be about a twelve-year-old. Okay, huh. so huh. I think I'm. Are uh, you looking to grade us? You're a moron. I don't like the way this is. This going. is a podcast brought to you by an idiot and an imbecile and a moron, <laughs> to be determined later. <laughs> No, I don't know where that came from. It means going to draw straws, but I'll need a. Means that the alcohol is doing its business. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave and I. When you spoke of North Vancouver, Dave and I went to North Vancouver last week. What? Well, beyond could, North Vancouver. We went beyond North Vancouver. Quite a bit beyond. I could have gone to North Vancouver. Could you have gone to West Vancouver? Uh, could you have gone to almost Squamish? No. Yeah. Well, well then, then, exactly. Yeah, I could have gone halfway. <laughs> yeah, we don't do things that no, I guess you don't. No. Well, what are you doing almost in Squamish? The, the li- liquor store? Britannia Beach. Mining Museum. Oh my god. Yeah. We enjoyed ourselves. Underground? We did. Well, I, yeah, sort of. In a cave, kind of. Yeah. A mine. Does it count? Sea level. Can you go? Yeah, that's what's sort of funny. Can you go up underground if it's the ground itself it's, is above uh, ground? 
Well, that's hmm. where a lot of mines are, is in a mountain. Yeah. And they're going underground. Well, look at the fish on me. Well, okay, when you put it that We way. went into a hole. We went into a tunnel. Okay. Yeah. It was a mine. It's a mine tunnel. They call it underground. As soon as you go underground, in the mountain... They, yeah. they say it's underground. You are. Yeah, that's true. But you're also above ground. Yeah. And yeah. next well, to ground. It depends on where the ground is. Uh, we were surrounded by ground. Yeah, that's mm. true. So you're in the ground. Ground to the left of us. <laughs> ground, ground to, to the, the right. right. Hmm. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> yes, and Pearl. How yeah. was that? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I have the, like animatronic miners? Robot miners? No, no, nothing like that. Nope. The only Disney-fied portion of the show, yeah, and was great. The Hall of Presidents. Was the Hall of Presidents as miners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Abe Lincoln was a copper miner. Mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson was uh, the iron ore. Was he? He was iron no. ore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, Teddy Roosevelt was uranium. <laughs> of course, because he's, he's radioactive personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I it was it was a good time. I would recommend the uh, the Britannia Mining Museum for yeah tourists and locals alike. It's funny because I don't want to say that I was expecting less because I wasn't expecting less. I was expecting what you got. I was expecting what I got, but next to what I got, what mm-hmm. I got was better than what I thought I was going to get, yeah. and yet I don't know. You're expecting a lot anyway. They teach you. Here's what they teach you about mining, right? In a Friendly way to do it, mm-hmm. depending on what your idea of fun is. For example, yes, you know the the plunger thing that Wiley Coyote uses to detonate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently miners also use this ahead of time. Uh, yeah, I bet they probably still do. Mm. And uh, you didn't pl- know that that's where that came from? No, no, I knew that's where it came from. <laughs> but they had a fake one set up, oh. and you could set it off. Oh. And that was like that was awesome. I tried it twice. I go all the way there or three times. I think I might have done it five times. No, remember really? I came out of the thing and yeah. did it again. Where, where do they put all the rocks when you uh, you blowing up parts no, of the no, mountain? No, 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 no. It's a it's a simulation. Oh. Simulation. You don't oh. really get to blow up. Anything. But the fact that you get to push on one of those yeah. plungers. Plunger. Uh, what do they call the box? Just the is it a detonation pl- box? A detonator. 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 Because yeah. sometimes you see them do this. Yeah. Yep. But you really want the boom, the bike yeah. pump thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it creates a... Uh, Dave and I got gold. They had gold panning there. Yeah, gold panning. Dave and I are now... So did you... You're millionaires? Yeah. <laughs> you're able Made to pay off the, the gold rush. Yeah, you're able to pay off your, your fare to get in? Yes. Yeah. This is what's interesting, right? Because they give you pans, mm-hmm. and then there, there's a, a enriched... <laughs> no. Sand. Dirt sand mm-hmm. there. Uh-huh. So we just took it all mm. and panned it at our at our own. I snuck a magnet in there. Yeah. <laughs> it just sucked it all up. Well, the magnet would pick up all the iron. Oh, that's oh, what... maybe we maybe we're rich in iron. Iron, but pirate. black gold isn't that? But black gold is. Mm. All right, okay. I didn't use a magnet. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun a fun event. And it's something that we'd seen years ago traveling up to Whistler yeah. and knew about. For you. Have you ever been to it? All your skiing, because you're your you're. Oh well, yeah, no, Dave and I are a couple of uh, avid cross-country skiers, exactly. downhill skiers, yeah. uphill skiers. The only thing we yeah. don't do is ski. Yeah, but we're yeah. avid underground we're skiing. Avid. Underground. Yeah, underground skiing. No, I've driven past it. I, I couldn't even tell you how many times, but mm-hmm. I've never gone in because I've always, almost always, been up there for work. Yeah. Well, wow. You should nip in there one time. I'm gonna. Yeah. And then stay around. Because they use hydraulic air. 
to, to make oh, use sure. of machines. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Right it's a business write-off. Exactly. A tax write-off. We saw them using a drill, yeah. a crazy, scary drill that they used that mm-hmm. they had to pump water in so that the, oh. because the miners had to breathe in um, silica. Uh, silica? Silica? Well, they don't have silica. to. They just want to. Well, I think nobody knew until somebody says, yeah. I'm bleeding inside. And they said, all right. <laughs> yeah, popping up blood. Let's do something else then. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have masks. I don't know if masks are now. <laughs> Can we mix it with water? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had a crazy Riggins that uh, dug uh, tons of mm-hmm. rock out yeah. of the way. Because mm-hmm. prior to that, uh, mm-hmm. guys had to dig tons of rock. Yeah, that's what the miner- miners did. Yeah, well, now the miners were taught how to use a machine oh. that would <laughs> do it faster. Oh, that's probably a better Faster idea. and better than a bunch yeah. of lazy miners with a <laughs> tiny <laughs> shovel. Sure. Most of them are sick anyway. So. Sure. Yeah, they're knee deep in mud for most of their working day. Yeah, it was horrible, terrible mm-hmm. way to make a living. And the other interesting thing was that uh, if you ever were on a ride at Disneyland and thought, this mine doesn't look like a mine, yeah. that's what they look like. Oh, They've okay. done a really good job <laughs> at, on any mine ride I've ever been on yeah. to approximate what it looks like to bore yeah. a hole into a wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Good if, to know. If anything, they could put a little bit more moisture into their rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, good point. Well, it was good. But if you do go to the Britannia Beach Mine Museum mm-hmm. and you get great service. No, that's yeah. not. So thank you. <laughs> Stick around for Boom, the little yeah. show they have at the end there. Yeah, going to have a musical variety show? Well, we were afraid that it was going to be a musical variety show. Well, I think so. I think we thought there were going to be actors involved. Oh. I think that's been too expensive. Yeah, actors. Because they've gone the way of Storium. But um, no, it's an audiovisual presentation. Did you ever go to Storium? I did go to Storium. I, did. I went to Storium. Did you go to Storium? I went to Storium too. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're probably the only three people that went <laughs> to Storium. Went to Storium. <laughs> Otherwise, it would still be in business. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. But, they uh, must have employed every show. Must have had I don't know thirty actors. I think that's why it closed like eleven million dollars in debt. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah, no, Storium. For folks who don't know what we're talking about, Storium was a interactive presentation of the history of BC, British Columbia, but it had various uh, it had, segments of the show. With, yeah, so you had different, different, different rooms. You had like an entire, you had like a, a ship mm-hmm. out in the water, you had like a, an old town, all, you know. But the train that pulled in? Yeah, the train no. that, People's insanely expensive. <laughs> and, and actors everywhere, townspeople. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it was... I mean, you could tell exactly what the problem was. This is exactly why Walt Disney used um, animatronic characters. <laughs> yeah. Because the, someone said, no. Right. <laughs> actors, too expensive. We can't pay, you know, we, we can't have tw- 20 actors portraying presidents of the United States <laughs> all day. All day. <laughs> Seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> Fortune. There's overtime. No. Nope. No. Nope. Lunch breaks. So that was our big adventure last week. Nice. That was uh, that was good. Yeah. So out there, go to go to the Britannia. Or if you have a mining museum in your area, yeah. go to it. Yeah. Drumheller, the Drumheller Mining Museum. No, they don't. Have, they've got dinosaurs, no. don't they? I don't know. It was the largest copper mine in the British Empire. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And some huge that. amount of, of the copper of the world came mm. out of that mine. And they took yeah. it like a and ran away with it. They, well, they yeah. They, did. they, they put did. it into people's homes. Yeah. Until copper became virtually worthless <laughs> and then, back in the 60s and 70s. And then it became worth a, a, a lot yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah. 
And then they said, can we open up this mine? And they said, no. No. Because no. you're poisoning everything else, <laughs> yeah. getting your copper. We, just, we yeah. just got this water cleaned up. Yep. And they said, how about we don't make pennies anymore? And yeah. I said, well, they're mostly plastic, but okay, we won't do pennies anymore anyway. <laughs> I'm mostly plastic. Just, you know. He was the plastic of the plastic owner. Bag. Little, little trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Yoko Ono, and John Lennon had your own musical group. Oh, man, that was a brief yep. shining moment. Yep. Klaus. What the? Mormon. People, people are texting you. Can't you tell them you're doing a podcast? I, I, don't know. I turned off the noise, but yeah, it's still it's vibrates. Buzzing. I don't know. I guess I could turn it on airplane mode. Yeah, sure. We're in the air. We're on the air. We're on the air. air. So they should be always in airplane. Makes perfect sense when you you put it that way. And there we go. So, fantastic. I guess that's it then. I guess that's it. You may or may not ever hear this episode. (laughs) Well, some people can. You can download it right from the website. You sure can. can. You sure can. But Google Play or iTunes? Nope. Nope. Stitcher? Nope. 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 All because, for some reason, our feed no longer seems to be acceptable. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We, we may figure it out. Or we may not. But if we don't, well, you can still find us here on the website. And YouTube. Yeah. Go to and our website. And YouTube. Yeah. So you go to our Maybe website. Maybe just, we'll just say, screw you guys. Hang on. We need to oh. get the website out. Oh. Well, of course, they have to go to the website now because they can't find us this on the only place. But if they could find us on YouTube well, that's right. by you okay. saying what the website well, is. I got a link there. But Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure. Tell them. folks, go to the www.gentlemenofelegantleisure.com. Go to our social media sites. We got YouTube. We got you got your your Facebook, which is Cocktail Gents, and of course our long-standing Instagram account that people love. People love cocktail podcasts. People love pictures of people making. Cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great way to connect to the website and then to go to the thing. It's an extra step for you. I understand this. But you download it the same way. It's just a little bit more manual. Makes you feel like you've mined it out of the earth. (laughs) Out of your computer. And uh, our big experiment will be we'll upload this and see if uh, 81 suddenly becomes available for some other weird reason. That might be. We don't know. Could be interesting. So, uh, are we ever going to get Tom Saunders out here, do you think? Well... Uh, for the coffee episode? I think we will. Okay. Depending on whether or not 82 allows 81 oh, to come out. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Right, we'll see how that works out. That's right. Yeah. Tom is our coffee special, special coffee specialist. Yeah. If yes. that makes sense. He's our barista. He's our he? barista. <laughs> He's our liquor he barista. Pre- does he have a preferred special coffee? Does he have a specialty or does he is he pretty open minded? Well, you know how the gin buck yeah. is gin and buck yeah. and ginger ale? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom's special coffee is usually Jack Daniels yes. and coffee. Oh. And a lot of whipped cream. Oh, oh interesting. So cool. it's simple. So if we could have the basic and then maybe yeah. do a more elaborate mm-hmm. Special coffee, uh, that might be up Tom Saunders' alley. And how would we reward Tom Saunders? Would we. <laughs> uh, if he makes a good coffee. I was going to give him a hug. Well, I think he'd want more than a hug. I would give him advice or, oh, okay. or hints <laughs> on investing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, mm. aside from advice. Right. If we so thought, because we're gentlemen of elegant leisure. Right, and it would entirely throw them off as well. Yeah, of course. What we, we would all do is yeah. we would... Reach into our pockets. And we would... Tip, tip big. big! Wow, I hope he's not listening, because now he's going to expect a tip. 